Hey, really exciting news, guys. We now have t-shirts and hoodies for sale at my family business online store. The website is cowingrobards.com, and that's C-O-W-I-N-G-R-O-B-A-R-D-S.com. You simply click current stores, you find the diving pod, and you order up whatever you'd like. T-shirts are 15 bucks, hoodies are 30 bucks, and we picked the softest material we could possibly find. Uh, the nice thing about it is I will ship it personally directly to you. So if that interests you, get on there, order a t-shirt, order a hoodie, and uh, support the podcast. All right, welcome to the Diving Podcast. This is Mike Wright, uh, University of Tennessee's volunteer assistant coach and uh, head coach of Tennessee Aquatics Diving here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And I'm Heath Calhoun. Um, before we jump in, I'm just going to share a story with our listeners. Um, so when I did a brief stint at uh, Louisville, I only actually dove in three meets. I looked at it before we came on. And one of them was against the University of Tennessee. And this was uh, Michael was coming off a pretty crazy summer where he had a lot of accomplishments that we'll talk about later on. But, um, you know, we get to the pool and one Tennessee's pool has to be one of the nicest in America, if not the world. It's it's beautiful. And we walk up and it's Michael Wright, Ryan Helms, uh, Brent Sterling. Yeah. And they're all just studs like and I'm, you know, five foot ten, a buck sixty. And I draw to go right after Mike in the list. And, uh, you know, we start with front two and a half pike, which I'm like, okay. And watched him warm his up for like eights on the worst one, maybe. And I might be lowballing it and just look at him and go, Hey, just do it for like six and a half. So I don't look bad. And you just turned, looked at me and laughed and then drilled it for like nines. Um, Never so, yeah, back that, down. Never. Yeah. So, so that was my first experience with, uh, with Mike. And, um, my second experience was a couple weeks ago at the coaches social. And, and I got to share that story with you and you just laughed at me and you're like, what did I say to you? And I'm like, yeah. you just laughed at me. Um, wow. and, and just, just awesome. But, um, you know, kind of to start out, you have a, an extremely unique journey to where you are now. Um, that includes a lot of different pit stops along the way, a lot of unique things that are unique to you. And, uh, you know, kind of now coming to a head here with you as the assistant coach at Tennessee, head of the club team, and also the Speedo Ninja, which some of our listeners will probably know you as with American Ninja Warrior. Um, but can you just take your time, walk us through what that was like for you from high school to getting to where you are now? Yeah. Um, and so it, it kind of all started with the gymnastics background. Uh, my mother actually still runs to this day. Uh, a place called TriStar Gymnastics in Chicago, where I grew up. And um, they, she's had it for about 30, 34 years now. Um, but I did gymnastics growing up. It was kind of more or less a gym rat. You know, I wasn't super into gymnastics, especially when I got to high school. I realized, you know, I want to do something different. Uh, and that's when I started diving my freshman year of high school. Um, and at the time, the the head coach of our high school just recently graduated from our high school and was, I think, a sophomore in college. Um, and, and his mother also owns a gym in Chicago. They, the competitors of my mom's gym, they were friends. It was just kind of this weird, small circle, small world. And, uh, he became the diving coach after graduating that high school and, uh, got me to come out. And I just remember that whole first year one, I wore board shorts to everything. I was like, I'm not putting a speedo on. I don't care what y'all say. Like I'm not. And then I did everything doubles. It was like front double, back double. I remember inward double. I mean, I was like, I'm not diving on my head. Like, I don't know how to do that hand first thing. Uh, everything's going to my feet and I'm not wearing a Speedo. That was kind of that story of my freshman year. Um, but uh, yeah, I dove for a year or two in high school and then kind of realized this is something I should get serious about. Um, at the time, I also pole vaulted a little bit and uh, did some triple jump. I, my father was a track coach at the time. And so, you know, I looked around different sports, but I realized, you know, diving is something I could probably take uh, pretty far and excel at. So it wasn't until I think about my sophomore, maybe junior year of high school, I joined a club. Uh, and again, it was a small club team. It doesn't even exist anymore. Um, we, we dove out of Northeastern Illinois University. Um, There's probably like 10 of us total at the time, um, but it kind of dismantled as we all left off to college, that, that group of our divers. So uh, I got into diving. I think I did one year of juniors, maybe two years total. Um, and then at that point, I was like, well, you know, I want to dive in college. I'm doing pretty good at this. Uh, but I was real late to that recruiting game. I mean, it was probably the end of my senior year that I was like, I want to try this in college. Um, and so, you know, the way that the world works, uh, things kind of fell into line that I ended up at Indian River Community College, which now it's Indian River State College. Um, 
but it was an opportunity. I was like, Hey, I can go down to Florida outside, you know, I'm growing up in Chicago winters. Like uh, I'm like outdoors diving, <laughs> like scholarship, like heck yeah, sign me up. Let's go to Indian <laughs> river. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, sign me up. So, uh, ended up out there with Dave Suba. Um, you know, and I had a great time. Uh, honestly, it was, it was a perfect stepping stone in, in my career, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college, you know, how to make that step for diving. I wasn't quite at that division one level yet. Uh, like some of the guys I was diving against, but uh, great experience, great time, loved everything about it. Would never go back and change that part of my life. Um, so I had two years there uh, and under Dave, I, I won one meter and three meter at the NJCAAs, the National Junior College Championships, uh, both years back to back and set the one meter and three meter record while I was there. Um, and so that was kind of just like, hey, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I definitely know I can compete against some of these big, these big schools. Uh, and at the time, you know, we dove against Florida State, um, Gainesville, the Gators. I mean, we dove against some of the bigger schools in that, that dual meet season. So knowing that I could compete with those guys just kind of made me hungry to jump to that next level. Um, and so really it was, it was at the end of my sophomore year, again, kind of late to this recruiting game, not sure, you know, what's next, how do I make that jump? Uh, things worked out that I ended up diving at the university of Tennessee, uh, under Dave Parrington. And, uh, when I got out there, they were still like pitting tiles down, laying concrete for the pool, Ellen Jones. And they were like, look, you know, you'll be the first class to dive on these boards, like brand new locker rooms. I mean, the whole shebang. You know, this is all going to be brand new if you come here. Um, Jevin Tarantino, 2008 Olympian, you know, yep. he just he just came out of Tennessee, dive one day. I was like, look, they got tradition and history and brand new facilities, like sign me up, you know, just perfect. It was kind of this weird, again, how everything falls in the, in the line. It was this middle ground between Florida, where I was at, and Chicago. It was like exactly the same distance from Indian River to Tennessee as Tennessee was to home in Chicago. So, it's just kind of one of those things like everything felt right. It seemed good. And, and I signed that, uh, you know, my national letter of intent and, and ended up at Tennessee. Um, so then I'm thinking fast forward, uh, spent three years diving at Tennessee. Uh, my first year I got there, I was a junior and it was a rebuild year. It was kind of like, they was like, man, you're strong. Uh, I can tell you, you love hitting the weights, but you have zero flexibility and your technique <laughs> is trash. <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know, I mean, I did learn off of like a, a sophomore in college taught me how to dive. And then I did kind of go to the junior college route where I was just trying to get strong and hit the weights. So it was, a, it was a slap in the face, like reality check. Like, look, if you want to compete with the best, we've got to, we got to go backwards, take a few steps and do everything the right way. Um, you know, relearn all your technique, flexibility. I mean, just everything. Um, but I knew with Dave, it was like, all right, I trust this guy. I'm all in. Let, let's go. And so I think literally I touched weights like maybe three times that entire year I was with Dave. Wow. Like he was like, you're not touching the weight room. Don't go to the weight room. <laughs> we're going to sit here and I'm going to sit on your ankles. And I'm going to stretch your toes. And I'm, like he literally sat on my back. I mean, we were literally sitting in the pike stretch with Dave just sitting on me. Like that was my day to day at Tennessee. Uh, and, and it worked though. I mean, hundred percent it worked. I was all in. I was like, all right, let's do it. I mean, and, uh, and it was great. You know, it was, it was a tough year. And in my list kind of all kind of, you know, was, was trash. I mean, my first few meets, I was diving all over the place, flying all, trying to learn how to spot. I mean, just stuff that most divers learn at that junior level before they get there. Uh, I'm trying to learn this as my junior of college. So it was, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, but that first year is still a pretty successful year. Um, you know, overall, I think I finaled the SECs and um, it was just a good learning experience. Uh, but that next year, it was it was 2010, uh, or I'm sorry, maybe, yeah, it was early 2010. Um, that hurt my back. Uh, I was learning 10 meter again. I hadn't really touched a tower before college, and I get to Tennessee. It's like my junior at college. I'm like, man, I want to compete at SECs. I want I want to be able to compete with these big guys. Uh, I want to have a 10 meter list. And at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I want to go off 10 meter. Like, <laughs> you know, like I want to learn it. I want to compete. But I'm, I've never really done a full list on 10 meter. So again, real fast learning curve. Um, but I ended up hurting my back. I ended up uh, getting two stress fractures in my lower spine, my Ooh. L2, L3, learning inward three and a half on 10. I remember just kind of like scorpion over. Like I, I was doing inward three and a half, I was cranking them a lot. I was kicking out right, uh, but just arching my back. And just one after another, I was like, man, my back is getting tore up. I feel it. Uh, we went and got it checked out and they're like, yeah, like, you're, you know, this is real bad. You need to kind of sit out. So we ended up redshirting the whole next year. 
Uh, I was in a back brace for months, you know, just doing rehab, literally just stretching and rehab at the pool every day. Um, I remember that year kind of getting voted as a, as a team captain for my leadership uh, mentality and, and still trying to find rides to just go to dual meets. You know, it's like me and a couple of buddies who are red shirt and we just jump in a car, you know, ride over to some of these meets, Georgia, Florida, and uh, just cheer the team on because that was all I could really do at the time. You know, I wanted to be a part of this, this great program, but at the same time, I was sitting in the back brace just doing rehab two or three times a day. So um, it was that uh, kind of a blessing in disguise that uh, it, it helped slow things down a little bit, gave me more time to work on technique and form and fundamentals uh, that when I came back, it was 2010 winter nationals were at Ohio state. Um, and that's my first meet back and competition since, since being out for months with this back race, uh, we're on one meter. And in that semis, I remember thinking, man, like I feel great. Like I, everything we've worked so hard on all these drills and techniques and, and really going back to fundamentals. Like, I feel like I can take this title this, this night. Um, and I remember having a pretty good event in semis and uh but i remember i had front three and a half and it was probably the worst time i ever dipped the board uh and so you know my strengths in diving were that i was strong i was tall but i did not spin fast at all <laughs> so like that was just like my <laughs> downfall um but the hard part is with the diving boards i would have to roll the focum up to like six i think six and a half was like as hot, as far back i could go without completely just dunking and dipping the board in during a regular hurdle uh, and at the time I didn't even do a hop hurdle. I, I joke now, I'm like, I don't think I could have ever done a hop back how yeah. you know, I used to dive. Um, but I was doing front three and a half. I get to the end of the board and I feel the board dip. Like my ankles are in the water. And as I throw, I literally feel like someone took a bucket of water and chucked it in my face. Like the board scooped up so much water as I'm throwing forward. It's literally just like water in my eyes. Like, I mean, I was just blinded. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I can't see anything. And in my head, I, I, you know, something that Dave taught me really well and I teach to my kids is staying in the moment. Um, 100% just like, look, never hit the panic button, right? Like it's never going to work out if you panic. But if you stay in the moment, you know, what's ahead? I can still find my entry, still feel it, right? I mean, it, I'm not going to see everything. I'm not going to spot everything, but I can feel it. I got that gymnastics background. And that's what I did. I ended up kind of rolling over, missing the dive. I think I was in like third or fourth after semis going into finals. But I was like, look, you know, I can make adjustments. I can still win this. And so that was kind of like a crazy moment, but I was thinking in my head, like, I think it was good that that happened and I didn't win the prelims. I wasn't, you know, leading going into the night finals. It's kind of like a, a game to catch up. And so that's what I did. I came back in the finals. Uh, I, I think I hit all six for six in that meet and, uh, and won the national title in 2010 for one meter USA uh, nationals. And so that was kind of the, like official moment of like, Hey, you're legitimately a good diver. Like I know you went through this crazy high school scene and junior college route, but it's like, I'm hanging with the big dogs and I can compete with these guys and I'm doing the same dives. And, and that was kind of where it all started. Like the really tipping point of my career. That, um, that's so yeah. cool, man. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was cool. That kind of really just set the foundation. And, and, uh, and the next few years from that point on, it was just like, work my butt off. I mean, I knew I only had one more year in the college scene uh, and I took it real serious. I mean, I really, you know, all parties aside and, you know, fun and games of being in the college lifestyle, you know, I was really like, look, this is my year. I'm coming in hot and, and I'm trying to win SECs. I'm trying to become an All-American. I'm trying to win NCAAs. Like that was my goal. Um, and I did, I won, I ended up winning SEC championships on one meter. Um, and at the time it was our school record and it was just like, I'm, I'm on fire. Like, this is great. Uh, went to NCAAs, became All-American, um, final there. And again, it was just kind of like, I'm, I'm finally hitting this, this great high in diving, um, which made it hard too, because it was like, I'm not ready to close that chapter in my life. You know, I'm just getting started, but I'm also a senior in college. And I was like, well, how realistic is it that you're going to make an Olympic team? You know, like, it's right, cool right. to get to where you're at, but that Olympic jump is a whole nother level. You know, you're going against guys that have been diving probably 10 years of their life um, versus my, like, you know, six years at this time coming <laughs> off an injury, you know? So, uh, I ended up staying in 2011 to 12 in Knoxville and training for the trials. I was like, look, let's just go for it. I got one year, you know, I just worked odds and end jobs. I think I just helped coach club for a little bit. And, uh, I spent that year training with Ryan Helms, who was my teammate. Um, and so we spent that year just kind of working hard at that. And, um, uh, we just, I just trained for three meter and, 
on three meter, I ended up finaling actually. Uh, I ended up 12th place in 2012 Olympic trials. And that was kind of like, all right, if I made the finals of Olympic trials, like I think I can close this chapter in my life. I think I can like say, hey, it's probably not going to get much better. You know, whether I take top 10 or top six, top five, like, you know, if you're not top two, you didn't make it. So I was like, look, I'm in the finals and I'm hanging with these guys. Like, I love it. I'm all about it. And I'm going to jump on to the next, you know, stage of my life. Um, and that was coaching. So again, my mother runs a gymnastics gym uh, in Chicago. It's, it's probably been about 30, 35 years. She's been running it right now. Wow. Um, and my, my father's a track coach. Uh, and so I knew coaching was kind of my blood. You know, it's just something I've been around my whole life. And uh, as soon as I finished 2012, the head club spot opened up at University of Tennessee. And Dave was like, hey, do you want to come and coach? Um, you know, and I helped out here or there. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, I think this is something I want to do. Um, but I ended up going back and get my master's degree. Uh, I did a master's in science and my concentration was sports psychology. I was oh, like, wow. look, you know, I know I'm going to coach. I want to be passionate. My undergrad was graphic design at the time. I was like, I kind of like this. It's fun. Uh, but I knew that wasn't like a full-time deal that I wanted to do. And so I was like, let's go back. I'm going to do this sports psychology. I'm going to apply this to coaching. You know, I'm going to be all in on it. And, um, it was great. So then 2014, uh, I finished up my master's program and became the head coach and took over the club full time. Uh, and I've been coaching there since. So it's been a great journey in terms of that merger from an athlete and climbing the ladder to now climbing the ladder of the coaching world um, and to where I'm at today. It, yeah, it, it kind of baffles me to as you're as you're walking through this story, you know, your story, your journey, it, like you first, it starts with you saying, I'm wearing board shorts. I'm not putting a speedo on, which I can relate to because my first high school meet ever, my coach handed me a speedo. I always practiced in board shorts. And he's like, here, you have to wear this. And I'm like, I'm not wearing that. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you, he, he looked at me and said, you have two choices. You can wear it or you're not on my team. And I remember walking in the locker room. I'm like, I could walk home, but it's going to take me a couple hours. <laughs> and, and I'm like, so I probably should just put the speedo That's on. Good. And I'm like, but, but look where that like journey is. Like, I, there's no way I'm talking to you if I decide not to do that. But you go from board shorts and doubles, <laughs> 12th in America in the span of eight years, nine yeah. years. Yeah. That's like, uh, it, years, yeah. it's pretty incredible. Well, it's, I appreciate it's, it. it's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah. So, how did you? make the you know what got you interested in american ninja warrior like what what prompted that decision and and uh you know do you enjoy that what's that been like for you yeah so you know as a kid i always loved watching like the original japanese uh ninja <laughs> warrior show like, and it was just like oh, cool like running around obstacles like i was a gym rep you know in a gymnastics lifestyle growing up and i was like i could do that all day um you know but it wasn't until i think we were in like <sighs> I want to say maybe 2000, like, uh, seven, eight, I don't know. I'm trying to think back where it is. We were watching this on TV. Uh, we're at a meet, you know, and, and I'm with people and like, Hey man, you should try that. Like, I think you could do that. And I'm like, well, I can't do any of this stuff, you know, NCAA and, and your name and all that stuff, you know, yeah. TV shows I'll do when I get out of college. Uh, and it was, it was kind of right around uh, trying to think when it was maybe 2011, 12, maybe 13, uh, by the time I did my first, first episode, you know, I was like, all right, I'm out of college. Like I want to try for something else. Uh, you know, I want to compete at something else. I'm a competitive yeah. guy. I just want to, what's next. Uh, so I sent an audition tape in and I was just like, you know, in terms of the marketing side of things, like, how do I appeal to this show? Like what, what sets me different, right? What's my story. Um, and I was like, I'm going to wear an orange and white checkerboard speedo <laughs> and rip my pants off some tearaways. And that will get me on the show, right? <laughs> so, so they were like, yeah, we love this story. This is great. You know, I brought the whole like diving background, you know, uh, again, the first African-American to win a national title in the sport, uh, you know, climbing this ladder of going from high school to junior college to division one athletics, you know, and all this stuff. So I put that story together and they bought it. They're all in. Um, and now I've done, I want to say it's been five seasons or six seasons of American and Warrior. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, and it's been great actually act, matter of fact uh monday my episode will air for this summer yeah um, and so looking for that uh but it's been great it's been just kind of a fun journey of like something that's challenging something that's different uh where i can use my skills you know most of those guys are like rock climbers that are like 120 pounds just lanky yeah. guy that rock climb and i'm like well i'm 215 uh i'm not gonna <laughs> hang for more than like 30 seconds so <laughs> i gotta get on and get off 
And, uh, you know, that's, that was kind of my goal. You know, I've got big hands, long wingspan. I'm like, let me just climb across this stuff. And, uh, and it's been fun. It's kind of been a different journey again, just, just to something else that was challenging. And, uh, most of you are like, well, what do you do? You know, do you, you, most of these guys on the show own a gym or they, or they're like, I quit my job to train for the show. And I'm like, man, I took the gym. I work out like, once a day. you know, I go swim a few laps, just kind of stay in shape. And I, and I really don't mean that in like a bragging way, but I was like, I don't have time to like drive out to a ninja gym. There's nothing in Knoxville around here. So I was like, I can't, I can't spend an hour driving down, you know, to a ninja gym and, and, and working on finger grip strength. Like I can't, yeah. so I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to go be an athlete. I'm going to wing it. Um, and it's been great though. It kind of worked out. I made the Vegas finals a few years back, you know, I was, I was competing with the best guys, but now they've got these like teenagers on the show and all these like young kids. I'm like, all right. I'm like, <laughs> I have to rethink this. Let me go look at something That's else like master's diving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll clean up in master's diving. No yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll so see. <laughs> a couple of things that, uh, that struck a chord for me in your little, in your journey, there was, you know, the back injury. I also had a similar back injury. Mine was disc problems. And, um, I, I would, so far along in the season that I couldn't redshirt medically, mm. uh, just had competed in too many meets. And I just, when you said you're in your back brace and you were constantly working to get back, it just, it, that's exactly what I did and, you know, made it back, had a successful season at the end, even though the beginning didn't look very hot. And then, yeah. um, an, another thing that struck me too was, you know, you're, you're a taller guy, a, a bigger guy, and you are explaining dipping the board and, and how your diving is different. You remind me very, very much so of Yona Night Wisdom. <laughs> yeah, Yona. I love, the, very, I love very, very much so. So it's it's cool to see the different perspectives and the different types of, let's just say, body styles that can work in diving. You know, you have a, a Tom Daly who is super tiny and dives the way that he does. And then we have Yona Night Wisdom and yourself who, you know, you guys can jump to the absolute moon but it takes you a little while to get it going. And, right, and you know, right. it's, it's cool to see that it's not a one size fits all in diving. Yeah. It, it, 100%. you know, you can, you can just simply be an athlete and you can be successful. Um, and there's, there's dives and things you can do to, to make that happen for yourself. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Shout out to Yona. I mean, he's just, he's doing his work at the Olympics, uh, you know, in Tokyo, but it is, I mean, when I met him, I don't know, I'm trying to think back probably five, six years ago, we talked a little bit about that and, uh, like you said, is you know you got to play to your strengths and kind of cover those weaknesses and and just kind of go out there and, and do your own style. And so I knew that at the time, again, I didn't I didn't rotate fast, but I was like, all right, if I can get my hurdle down, I can jump to the moon. Then I'm like, I'll have time to get in, you know, two three yep. flips in there before I hit. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. You you also mentioned you were the first African American national champion in diving. What does that mean to you? Um, take us through that. Is there is there added pressure with that? Is there just a sense of pride that you were the guy? What, go through that. Uh, with a little bit of both, uh, honestly. You know, when I when I heard that title, I think I was driving home from the meet, um, and it was like USA Diving confirmed it. You know, University of Tennessee was kind of doing press release on it, and I was just like, man, like first of all, I was like, this is crazy. Like it's 2010 why are we having this conversation? Right? Like, is this really yeah. a thing? Like, no, there's no way. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, it's awesome. Like, let's ride this wave. You know, I did a bunch of publicity stuff, uh, you know, local restaurants and, and just a couple um, gigs. Like the, there's a program called diversity and aquatics up in DC. I flew out there and kind of helped some inner city kids about, you know, exposing the sport. Um, so off the bat, it was kind of like, all right, how do I use this to kind of help change the yeah. sport? What, what, what can I use my platform to, you know, help broaden the mindset of kids out there um, that maybe have that gymnastics background or just a, a general sport background, but they don't know anything about diving. Um, and that's what I did. You know, I think in the last few years as a coach, my journey has kind of been around um, helping broaden that, you know, mindset to kids that look, you know, I didn't play basketball. I didn't play football. You know, I wasn't like that you know, stereotypical athlete, sports player in, in high school, like I did diving, you know, and most people are like, well, what? I don't even know anything about the sport. I don't want to wear a Speedo, right? Like there's that whole negative uh, mindset behind it. But I think now having that platform and seeing a lot of diversity come into the sport uh, is kind of changed that, uh, you know, Kristen Hayden, she, she's been killing it and she was yeah. uh, yeah. trials, right? And she, and after, and I've really talked to her a lot about it. And, and we actually serve on that board, uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion through USA Diving. And 
and trying to find ways. How do we get grants out there? How do we get lower income uh, kids out there to be able to join a sport like diving where maybe pools and diving boards aren't just available to everyone, right? You know, like they may be there in a community center, but kids may not know how to get lessons. Uh, and so that's kind of stuff we're pushing right now with our agenda. But um, when you look at her, it's like she's setting that bar. And, and as she said, you know, at, at Tokyo Trials, you know, up in Indianapolis, she's like, look, I'm not done. Like, I'm, I'm tomorrow I'm heading back to the pool and I'm training for the next one, right? Like, like her mindset is like, I definitely want to be that role model. Um, and I think that's awesome because it was funny. She came to a dive camp at Tennessee when I was, I was in college that I helped work. And I remember like signing her shirt, or the back of her, her Tennessee shirt. And, uh, and, and even at trials, when I talked to her parents, they said, hey, she still has that shirt pinned on her wall. You know, that, that was just wow. like that motivation for her. That was like, hey, there's somebody in the sport that I can look up to. There's somebody that looks like me. Uh, you know, there's somebody in the sport that I can say I want to be like. Uh, and that was like, man, that's crazy. Like we're talking, you know, 10 years ago, this kid, I signed her shirt at a camp uh, and she still has it on her wall. It's like motivation. And so to hear those kind of stories, I was like, man, I can't just walk away. I can't just close this chapter of like, you know, I, I was a diver. Uh, I got to use this platform to continue this and um, and just working with a lot of different kids and diversity, uh, you know, just bringing that to the sport. It's just kind of like my mentality now, you know, I want to help. I want to coach. I want to be the best I can, but I want other kids out there to know that it doesn't matter what background you come from. doesn't matter what, you know, socioeconomical class you come from. It doesn't matter where you live, right? Like there's something out there. There's a pool somewhere by you, you can get into. And even if diving is not going to get you millions of dollars like baseball or football, um, you know, in my situation alone, you know, it helped me climb this ladder through the junior college to division one athletics and open so many doors to now that I'm, you know, in the career of coaching, um, you know, and friendships and networking. There's so much more that the sport brings to a lot of us that people overlook because of, you know, there's no money in the sport, right? It's not a huge draw for that. Um, but again, that responsibility came as saying, hey, like, you're this guy now, like, that's, that's in the history books, right? There's nothing you can do. You got to just continue this pathway. And, and it, honestly, it's been an honor. It's just been, it's been great. And I love to speak on it. Yeah, that, that you led right into my next question. I just wanted to talk about, you know, diversity as a whole, and what are some easy things that we could do to encourage more diversity in diving. When I coach, I, I tell people all the time, all I want is an athlete. I just want somebody who is moderately to, you know, a peak in athleticism. And I just, I think that is, is the, the place where we're so severely lacking. And yet in the United States, I would argue we have the best athletes in the world. So where do we go? How do we include more in the, in the diversity sector in our sport? Yeah. And it's hard, right there. I mean, that's the, I think if you had the answer to that, it would change overnight. Um, yeah. The reality is uh, exposure, right? You know, how do we, how do we expose our sport to more kids? You know, there, I think 15, 20 years ago and beyond, you know, diving is this country club sport where you've got to kind of have money or access to a facility with pools that have access to a coach and knowledge of the sport, right? Like that's pretty hard. It's not like I pick up a football at Walmart and I can go play in the streets. Right. So that exposure is the hard part in, in showing kids like, Hey, you know, there are places around, you got to find them and we got to be available. And, and we, as you know, community of coaches, athletes, USA diving have to get our sport out there into those places um, that may be not exposed to, you know, seeing diving on a regular basis. And, and part of it is great with TV, you know, as Olympics are playing, uh, I couldn't even tell you, you know, 20, 30 different families over the last few weeks. Hey, my daughter, my son wants to try diving. You know, they, awesome. they just love flipping on the trampoline, you know, so that exposure is on TV for a week. And all of a sudden we have this huge Olympic push, right? It's, like, it's awesome. Um, but it's kind of riding that wave and trying to get more exposure yeah. out there, more uh, knowledge to the general public about that kind of stuff. So I think in terms of coaches and club teams, uh, it's purely just getting like videos and posting it out there, right? And getting out to those community centers and those gyms and those those rec places where kids hang out, skate parks, like, look, you know, this is a sport you can take and get scholarship and go dive in college, right? Like this is something you can continue doing for a while. So um, really exposure, I think is the number one thing is just putting it out there. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, you mentioned it with Kristen Hayden, like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I came to, to that meet my first, it was my first college meet diving against you. And I knew who you were. I'm like, this was a big deal. Like I remember reading, all about it like michael wright first african-american national champion and that's like it's inspiring like it really is you know like and there are people all around our country that it's like 
if we could just get more people, you know, more diversity within our sport and then show the success stories. Mm-hmm. It, like, like you said, you know, I, I made a decision. I, I did do all the, the basic sports, football and track. I started diving because my mom was like, hey, you like doing flips on a trampoline. Go give it a try. <laughs> and I got super lucky that I walked into a pool with a three-time national champion as my high school coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but I made a decision in my head. I'm like, realistically, I'm probably like, there's a lot more opportunities for football and for track, but I'm probably not good enough to get a scholarship. But as an, you know, 14 year old young man that was typically a little bit stronger than most divers at that age, I'm like, okay, I can put time and effort into this and maybe make something of this. And it's like, there's so many more opportunities out there. And if we can just get more kids to try it. And I think that's, that's so much of it. It's such a, it's like intoxicating. Like when you're jumping and flipping around on the board, like, you get to experience kind of like flying for a split second. And hopefully yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't land flat. No, exactly. But I mean, <laughs> you know, we talk about, um, like you said, I mean, I, I was kind of that adrenaline junkie, you know, I, I loved doing like BMX and skateboarding when I was younger. Like I was all in it, like whatever I could find that rush. And I think a lot of kids just don't realize like the same, that whole trampoline tramp G yep. tramp park, you know, like that kind of stuff, the parkour, uh, skateboarding, like that community is so big. And I think if they realize, Hey, there's some of that in diving when you're, literally talking about jumping off of a three-story platform, right? You're yep. literally doing three or four flips, right? Like there's an excitement and a, an adrenaline rush that you get from it that most kids just don't know until they try it. And when they get out there and they try it, like, Oh, I love this. This is awesome. Like, yeah. great. You know, they just, they just got to give it a try. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, just to segue a little bit. So I did not know you had your master's in sports psychology, which I think is just awesome. And that gives me so many things I want to ask about, but <laughs> So, so the next question is kind of like, what's, what's your favorite thing to coach? And then my second part is like, you know, there's the physical side, but now knowing that that's a little bit of your background, what's your favorite thing to do with your athletes to prepare them for that mental side of diving as well? Yeah. So, um, kind of that first part, you know, what's my favorite thing to coach? Um, you know, I, I like to think of our team, you know, in a real holistic mindset, you know, I think that's kind of my coaching philosophy um you know and obviously you got to be careful the day we live in with safe sport and, and what you do with your athletes but I mean our our family our team is really a family I mean we we do stuff together the whole team um you know we went whitewater rafting with like 20 kids like the week before nationals because it was like look it's the summertime like we're doing out stuff outdoor stuff like we're a family let's go do something fun like we're about to go to nationals everybody worked hard like Let's go do that, you know, and we'll, and we'll do like all types of stuff where we all hang out and and really build a bond. So it kind of helps keep the kids accountable with each other. Uh, you know, the parents, the community, just the um, just people to lean on and, and to kind of uh, to help get you to that next level. You know, we're not bickering about one kid's doing a better dive than my other kid. Uh, it's really just this encouraging family of like, hey, like your child learned to dive. Today, that's awesome. Um, and so bringing that mindset of like, I want to teach the kids like, Hey, we're, we're here to help each other. Right? Like if you help the person next to you get better in return, they're going to give you something to aim for. Right? Like, and you're going to get better. So we're all going to be in this together, but if you're going to like come into practice and, and, you know, cut someone down or, or not, you know, not talk to somebody else because of politics or drama, you know, social media, that kind of stuff. I was like, we're just not going to be good. You know? So the first mentality has to be like, we're all in this together. You know, there's going to be the COVID stuff where we're changing pools and pool times and making adjustments and workouts, right? Like there's going to a lot of, a lot of stuff's going to be changing and you're going to have to go with the flow. But at the end of the day, we've got to look out for each other and we've got to help each other um, because that's how we're going to build a great team and bond and relationship. And then we can accomplish great things together. Yeah. Um, And so really that's kind of my, you know, my mindset towards everything we do is just working together and building each other up. Um, And that always, I feel like helps you kind of build that pyramid of, you know, everyone's holding accountable or holding each other accountable. Um, and then I'm trying to think, what was the second? Sorry. So like the, the, the mental side of it, like what, you know, you kind of actually get to use your degree. You know, I always make the joke. I have a, a master's in counseling and I get to use it from time to time with our college athletes. <laughs> but I think my mom's like, Hey, uh, I never get to uh, use these college degrees that I went into so much debt <laughs> for. Right. And you actually right. get to use, you actually get to use yours. So yeah. you know, what, what do you use that for? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I'll probably, my staple statement, you know, is practice how you compete and compete how you practice. Um, you know, I've always had that mentality that, you know, diving is yes. Like, you know, a lot of physicality, right. Flexibility and speed and agility and, and accuracy, but 
at the end of the day, you know, that mental game is going to separate those top three yeah. positions of winning or taking a bronze, right? Like that, that's a, it's a, it's a real slight difference and uh, how you approach this adrenaline. How do you approach this pressure moment? How do you approach this? Like I'm nervous, but I want to win, but I'm kind of scared, you know? Um, and so there's a lot of, a lot of that has to be built up into it. It's something you work on all the time. It's not like, Hey, I, I tell you a line, and the kid's like, oh, I'm fixed, Doc, thanks. You know, I'm good for this meet. Um, it's something you've got to work on in terms of like visualization and really putting your mindset, you know, to, to go out there and handle that pressure and be ready for the pressure when it happens, uh, not to be caught off guard. Um, but again, like I say, I, I stress to my kids 24-7 that when we're in practice, you've got to treat practice like a competition. And then when you get to a competition, whether it's a regionals or a nationals or a Pan Ams, you've got to treat it like a practice. And, and if you have that mentality that every day is the same, right? Cause the, the board's not going to change, right? Like the yep. water is not going to change. Uh, there's no teammates that are, you know, going to change your list or, or you have to rely on, right. It's you and that diving board period. Yep. So at the end of the day, it's all about the way you approach the situation. And if you can approach a competition, no matter how strenuous or hard it gets as a practice, then you're going to be relaxed and you're going to go do your dive. Like, you know, how to do your dive. And if you treat every day at practice, like you're going out there giving your all and you're working your butt off to nail every single dive, then you're going to be consistent and be ready for that competition. And so that's kind of just a, you know, a mentality thing. I try to work with, even with the youngest kids to kind of have that, you know, every day at practice, make sure yet that practice has purpose, right? Make sure we're really coming in yeah. today to try to win practice. So when you go to meets, it's just like winning a practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, is that, is that a mentality that, you have always had from, from early on, or is that something I would imagine really became, you know, if you didn't have it, you learned it, or it was just really exacerbated with your teammates in college. I mean, you had an elite team and yeah, you had amazing um, teammates. Yeah, I know I did. I had great teammates and that, that made it a lot easier again for me to push myself because I know everyone around me was trying to win. Like everyone I was in the water with or working out with, they're like, look, I'm trying to win SECs this year. Like I'm trying to win NCAAs. I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> I can't slack at all. There's no, there's no days off. Cause I know if I sleep in one day or if I miss something, like someone else is getting an extra rep in that I'm not. So yes, that happened. But I think again, even going back to uh, growing up, I've got two older sisters um, and both of them played college ball and, you know, they were just competitors. I mean, they're, they're one seven years older and one's uh, about a year and a half older. And, and I mean, just competitive athletes that growing up, set the standard they set the bar for me so I knew like as a as a young gymnast at the time like I don't want my sisters to beat me I'm gonna have to be better and I had to work hard like since middle school at keeping up with them so by the time I hit the college I already had a mindset of like I want to win at everything I do I want to compete at everything I don't care what it is what sport I'm in like I'm gonna compete and win um and so that kind of carried over to everything else um and even to this day in the coaching world like my middle sister she's out in Texas and she's a fitness instructor and she's still, you know, teaching classes and, and all in it. And my oldest sister is actually a stunt woman out in LA. And she's literally sending me videos daily. Like, Hey, I jumped out of this window today. Like, uh, I flew out of this moving taxi and, and did like three flips as I hit the ground. Like, I mean, every day she's pushing the bar and she's like, look, uh, tomorrow I'm you know, jumping off this roof. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. Like, all right. <laughs> like, what can I accomplish tomorrow? Right. Like, so yeah, you're we like still have that mentality in our family that just, uh, continues to push us to this day. Man, that, that has to be humbling when you're like, oh, I'm on, a, you know, American Ninja Warrior running around in a speedo. She's like, I'm jumping off like a four-story building. So, yeah, yeah. No, like literally <laughs> she's like, and, and it's funny because she, she kind of, she's been on an episode with me. She actually ran oh, the cool. LA episode on Ninja what? Warrior a few years back. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we kind of, you know, we're competitive about stuff. But like you said, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. And she's like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Chicago PD tonight. Like, check me out on that crash scene. And I'm like, dang. Like, all right, I got to step it up a little bit. That's awesome. Um, so, so one last question I have for you before we get into kind of our signature questions. And this is my favorite question to ask. And I've only got to ask it a few times. What is it like for you as an assistant coach and head of the club coach to walk into work every day and get to work at your alma mater? Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a it's crazy how, how blessed I am, you know, and it's just crazy that no matter what day I come in, it's just like breathtaking. It's like, wow, you know, like this, this facility is amazing. The staff is amazing. Everything about this is awesome. I got to dive here, set records here, but now I get to walk on pool deck and kind of help the next generation also try to accomplish this dream. Um, and it's just great. You know, I mean, that's just part of my 
my process right now in terms of, you know, climbing this ladder as a coach, you know, I'm still, still working on that goal to maybe be there one day as the head coach at the university. And, um, you know, in my mindset, it's just, it's a blessing just to even be there as a club coach, you know, to be in this facility around this, this mentality around Dave Parrington, who's had so many Olympians and national champions. I mean, it's such a rich history and tradition. Um, and it's just awesome. It's great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, I actually was just telling Aaron a week ago, he was here visiting and, and he was like, what's it like going to work every day at your alma mater? I said, I get excited. And I've always yeah. been excited to coach. I was like, but I, you don't get excited to do the office work, but I was like, I leave at 8am and I'm like, I, I'm like ready to be at work. And I'm yeah. like, it's yeah. awesome. Like I look every now and then, like the way my door is set up, if I peek my head to the right, I can like see the pool and I look straight down at the diving <laughs> boards. And I'm like, I'll be like working. I'll be like, man, this is real life. Like I'm working where <laughs> I know that. Great. Like, yeah. it's like a dream. Yeah. So I, I don't get to ask that question too much. I think yeah. up to this point, it was pretty much just you and, uh, and Chris Colwell at Georgia. Oh, yeah. So pretty cool to get to ask you that. So very excited. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Rooney, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was enjoying the whole thing here. Just in a backseat. It was kind of nice. Just listening to you guys go after it. Um, signature question here for, Mike, I have, uh, what is your favorite failure or, you know, your best learning experience, something that maybe just didn't go the way that it should have, and it just stuck with you the rest of your life. Mm, that's a good one. Um, you know, and, and part of that, again, going back to that injury, um, you know, in my mindset, when I got to Tennessee, I was like, just go, go, go and hit the ground running. Um, and I was just ready to take on the world. I mean, I was ready to go up to 10 meter and just like, screw it. I'm chucking inward three and a half, chucking back three and a half, chucking, you know, like I'm going for it all. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you can't just go up to 10 meter and chuck a, a back three and a half, inward three and a half. Like there's a lot of steps you need to take. And so that was like a humbling moment of like, uh, all right, you know, God's plan is going to, we're going to break your back real quick and we're going to tell you to slow down. <laughs> and so it was like, all right. Now I understand why coaches emphasize this whole, like, you've got to follow the process, right? Like you can't skip steps. You cannot like just jump ahead. A kid may be physically strong, uh, but if they're not technically ready, you know, it's not a good idea, right? Like that mentality um, completely changed everything in my coaching career. And I think basing that injury right there based a lot of my coaching mentality on uh, or, or made a difference on my, the way I coach now because of that. And I was like, you know, a lot of kids I see that are strong or quick and I'm like, naturally I want to be like, yeah, let's try this next flip. Let's add this extra twist. But I know in my head, like, no, no, no. I know we need to make sure we like drill and perfect this skill before we move to the next one. Um, so it was a failure in terms of my career as an athlete. Uh, but it, it's now become a success to, you know, my career as a coach. That's, that's really interesting. You say that we just uh, had an interview with John Fox before you, and he said almost the identical response. He said, you know, he's got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of talented young ones and, and early in his coaching career, that was the mentality was how far can we go? Like, let's just, yeah. let's just see how it goes. And then now he's, he's also come to the same realization of, all right, we need to do the basics perfect before we move on. And sometimes you feel like you're holding them, the kids back. Cause they just want to keep going and going and going. And I have a high school athlete. I really hope he's listening to both of these <laughs> because we're in that boat right now where he's just yeah. wants to go and he wants to go. And I'm telling him, Hey buddy, I I'm, I'm with you. I'm excited too, but we got to make sure we're doing a proper tuck here. We, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. just, let's, let's reel it in a little, but we'll get there. Right. Right. And I mean, it's really, they have to buy into that. And again, it was, you know, it was like John said, you know, and he was a great competitor. We dove against each other in college. Uh, he's at <laughs> University of Kentucky. I mean, I love diving against him. He's an awesome guy. Just, just straight up nice, genuinely good person. Yeah. Um, but I see that in his coaching too. Like, I mean, we've been on a few trips together with team USA um, and, and that, that emphasis on technical and taking, you know, the, the proper steps to do foundation work, um, you know, and I think he's honestly one of the best club coaches right now in the nation for that reason. Yeah. yeah so right, right off that, it goes nicely into my next one here, USA diving as a whole, I've had so many conversations with Heath and, and other people and my big takeaway, again, I was high school scene. I've never really been exposed to USA, USA diving very much, but it's, it's very clear that the club system is phenomenal compared to the high school setting, uh, to comparing apples to apples there. And then, you know, the progression of USA diving at a junior national level, at a senior national level, that's where our Olympic team comes from. In the United States, it's very clear we need United States diving to, to succeed. And, you know, anything we can do to help 
United States diving succeed is, is advantageous to everybody in our country. Um, what are, uh, what are certain things or if anything with USA diving that you'd, you'd like to see either a change or them lean into it a little bit more to make it better? Um, things like that, that we can just continue to do to grow this sport, uh, within the United States diving kind of realm. Yeah. You know, that's a tough question. Um, and, uh, cause there's, I mean, there's always room for improvement, right? Like there's always something we can do differently. And, and I think USA diving does a great job with yeah. trying yeah. to, you know, every year let's, let's reevaluate, you know, how can we do it differently? I mean, I mean, from the first nationals, I think I coached that when it was, I think it was East West nationals. There was a yeah. whole separate yeah. USA on the West coast, and East coast. Um, you know, then they kind of merged it and maybe changed the, how many zones there were, how many regionals, how many kids qualified, uh, then next week they were kind of like, well, let's bring juniors and seniors kind of back to back. So the younger kids can see the older kids and maybe that'll help exposure. Uh, but I remember sitting in Orlando for like 15 days at nationals, um, probably like five or six years ago. And I was just like, this is miserable. Like I'm literally <laughs> on the pool deck, like 12 hour days, so like 15 days straight. I was like, we got to change this one. Let's not do this again. Um, you know, and then we get to nationals this past year. And obviously, you know, it's first national since COVID, uh, the previous nationals we held in Knoxville, um, you know, and, and, and that there's continuously, uh, evaluations and changes going on. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be like a perfect answer. You know, it's, yep. it's kind of this, um, double-edged sword where in America, we have so many club teams, um, that are able to do it however they want to do it, however they want to run their program, whatever style they want to teach, you know, whatever ways, uh, it's part about just, I think being in our country, that's just like, look, you could teach any style. There's any way to do this in an approach diving, uh, and you can be successful, which is great. Uh, but like I said, you know, I go to international meets, um, with team USA and all of a sudden we watch other teams and it's like, well, their whole country has a different structure, right? Like their whole country is just set up differently with the way that their camps are or their levels or groups are their national training centers are. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's hard to say what could we do differently as a country because, I, I think it's great that kids can learn from anyone and anywhere and have their own style and have a chance to make team USA, um, you know, versus other countries where you may be limited to what you're exposed yeah. to. Uh, but in the same fact, it's tar it's hard because there's just so much diversity and so much difference between coaching styles and techniques yeah. and training um, that when you get to this high level, all of a sudden it's kind of like, well, what are we looking for here? Like, what is the actual right way of doing this? How do we produce yeah. Olympians? Um, but I want to say, you know, I mean, you look at the Olympics 2020 or this Tokyo Olympics, I mean, you know, Team USA brought home some hardware. I mean, it was yeah. like, look, we're sending tons of kids out there and we're bringing home medals. So clearly what we're doing is right. You know, we're on the right path. Um, but I think it also does help that there's a younger generation of coaches that are former college divers, stuff like that, that are in the game right now. They're saying, hey, let's push the envelope. Uh, let's reevaluate yet. Yeah, look yeah. at these other countries. They, they really hammer out the foundation and fundamental work. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, when you go to international meets, their volunteers at the junior level are just flawless, right? Like, cause they're focusing on these basic skills. Uh, and I think that's finally having a ripple effect into USA diving with what we're teaching and what kind of the standard is. Um, and so I think, again, like you saw in Tokyo, USA diving is finally hitting a point where, you know, we're going to compete at all levels. It's not just yeah. the optionals. It's going to be all of our age groups, you know, are going to come out swinging. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, Aaron and I, we just realized that because uh, yourself and John, besides Jason, were are really the first primary like um, club coaches. And we're like, hey, this is probably a really good question. And we always it's like we all want USA diving to be successful because if it right. is, it's only going to benefit our country. It's only going to benefit because it's only going to grow the sport. And we're like, I bet you Mike and John will have some really good ideas with this. Yeah. You know, and honestly, uh, kind of this whole world, like, again, things coming back in full circle, uh, you know, USA diving announced at Olympic trials that they're going to be partnering with Indian river. Yeah. And I, that saw that. Time I heard about it and it was just kind of this weird, like, wait, did I hear that? Right. Like my alma mater, like my junior college is going to be partnering yep. with the you know, like USA. Like it was kind of this, like, well, out of all the schools, all the States, all the programs, like university, whatever, like, that it all kind of fell in line with that. Um, and so I've kind of been talking with both sides of the parties, like, look, this is great. It's a great opportunity. And I think, you know, USA diving needs the funding, you know, they need, yeah. they need some more backing behind sponsorships of how can they afford, you know, FINA judges at their meets to kind of make things a little more like an international meet where kids understand the standard and it's the same. Um, you know, how do we 
offer more competitions for kids to compete at, stuff like that. And I think Indian River brings this great mindset of like technology and, and online education that they can bring to coaches, like coaches education. And I know that's oh, one of yeah. the biggest thing. Um, I talk with some of our coaches and even, you know, my assistant coach with the club team, you know, she was a, a club diver who wanted to get in the coaching world. Um, but she's like, Hey, you know, where do I go to, to be, to, to get certified and learn how to be a great diving coach one day? You know, how do I climb yeah. this ladder? And it's tough. There's information out there for sure. But I think yep. this next generation, this next wave partnering with Indian river and USA diving, offering a, a coach's educational courses, stuff like that. Like, I think we're really going to start hitting some big strides in, in the sport in USA diving. Yeah. I, um, I was actually just talking to Rooney all week. Um, someone on that Facebook coaches page put like, Hey, I'm trying to get more diving video. And so it like prompted me to just start asking, you know, coaches that I've met that I have their phone number and be like, Hey, I'm going to try to collect all this video and figure out as long as they're okay with it. How do I get this to people? Because right. like you said, if you decide you want to be a, a college diving coach or work your way up in the coaching world, there's not a one size fits all. No. And, and that's, that's challenging. I actually literally right whenever you mentioned Indian river, I wrote down, ask him about the partnership with USA diving <laughs> because like, yeah. it, I mean, and like, that's the other thing too. Like there, everybody thinks D one, D two, D three, but it's like Indian river always has good divers. Yeah. I mean, there's some really good divers out there in that junior college drought. And again, yeah. I mean, a lot of the kids I, I dove with, Again, it was a stepping stone. I mean, like, even if you're not ready to come out of high school and jump into Division One, it doesn't mean you're yep. not good enough. It doesn't mean you can't be good enough. Like, I, I mean, yep. I, I can attest to that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not there yet, it doesn't mean you can't make that jump, right? Like, yeah. and, I, and I, you know, I tell that story all the time. And that's why I say, like, I would never go back and change it. People are like, well, if you could have gotten Division One right away. Uh, and I talked to plenty of schools, you know, I, 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 at the time I was talking to Texas, Indiana, like, I, those are my schools in you know, Chicago. And I was like, yeah, these are the big schools at the time I want to look at here. Uh, but I knew it just, it wasn't right for me at that time, right? Like it wasn't meant to be. And, and, and I tell kids all the time, like, look, don't only look at division one schools. Like don't start recruiting based on like football teams on ESPN, right? Like go look <laughs> yeah. out there. There are plenty of teams, programs, like traditions, division one, two, three junior college that offer yep. diving teams with scholarships or programs or help uh, at great schools and, and you're going to get a great education. So I can't emphasize that enough that kids need to, you know, yeah. look under every rock. Don't just narrow down the division one scene. That that's what um, I, I talked with a young lady who did lessons with me and she's like, I, I really want to dive in college. And she's, she's like a, an average high school diver, nothing like amazing. That's going to go D one. And I was like, Hey, there's a spot for everybody. If you want to dive in college, there's absolutely a spot for everybody. She's like, well, what do I need to be able to do? I was like, get good grades and work hard. And you will definitely be able to find somewhere. Yeah. She goes, I can do both of those things. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I know you can. That's why I'm telling you there's a yeah, spot for yeah. you. And it's like, Hey, you know, it's, it just, I think that that's just so important to tell kids like, don't just cause you're not winning a state title. Doesn't mean there's not a spot on a college team somewhere for 100%. you. And, uh, and I just really think that that's super, super important, but um, kind of to segue. So, so I have three questions that I typically ask. So what's your favorite drill, whether it's dry land, water, one of each favorite drill to do with your athletes. Mm, favorite drill um i don't want to say necessarily drill but like conditioning in general um you know i talk to kids all the time who have like great technique but they're physically lacking strength or kids that are you know just kind of getting the sport i'm like look if we can work on your overall athletic ability you're just overall strength right like your diving is going to get to another level you know instantly right like i'm sorry like if you're going home after practice you could have done 100 you know pike ups today or you could have you could have done perfect you know 20 front two and a half today. I'm like, but if you go home and you eat junk food and you're eating candy and you're staying up late, like your physical health, right. is going to impact the next week of practice more than anything else. So I'm like conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. And it's, it's not just like, Oh, I got to hit the weight room or I got to do a hundred pikeups today. Like it's like the overall health of like, you've got to work out hard. You've got to condition hard. You've got to hit like technique, technical drills, conditioning all the time and get that recovery so you're actually building on something because in, in in the big picture like if you're strong enough to start doing three and a half four and a half flips like we'll we'll get you technical stuff we'll get belts we'll you know you'll get there but you can have the perfect technique in the world and never do a four and a half just because you're not strong enough you know and I, that's one of one thing i you know you gotta you gotta go out there and you know recover and eat healthy and not just be munching on junk food all <laughs> it's uh it's funny you say that because that's exactly what Todd Spawn told us. We asked like best advice, which is kind of what the next question will be for you. But he's like, the best advice I was ever given was recruit strength. He's like, you, if you're a good coach, you can teach technique. You can right. teach entries. He goes, 
you can't teach strength sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> and part of my brain is like, of course, Michael Wright is telling his kids, Hey, you need to work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, Come on, that was, that was my strength. That was exactly. my area of like expertise. Like I hit the weight room. Let's go. Exactly. So uh, uh, yeah. But, but, uh, but so, so, probably my favorite question I ask is uh, what's the best advice you've given or received? It can be either or both, whatever you would prefer to put down. Oh, best advice I've ever given or received. Um, you know, I think, I guess in, in a mentality mindset of uh, when things get tough is to always stay in the moment. You know, I think that was kind of a big impact Dave parenting at Tennessee had on me was like, you know, whether it's you missed your first dive of the competition and you have five more ops to go, whether it's like you get lost in the middle of a twister in round three, you know, whether it's like day two out of a five day conference championship, you know, like you got to stay in the moment and, and you can never really get too caught up on the highs or, or too down on yourself on the lows. Cause they're going to come, right? Like you're going to win stuff and you're going to lose stuff, yeah. but you got to have this mentality. Like, what's happening right now? Like really like right now, what dive am I doing? What's exactly like in the air? Like what is going on right now and staying in that moment and not getting caught up on, man, I missed my last dive. I've got to try to catch up on the next dive. Like don't think about the past, think about the future, like do what you've got to do right now. And you know, that whole mentality of just one dive at a time uh, yeah. and that, that completely changed your game. That's awesome. Awesome. I, I, you, you said that twice. I wrote it down twice. Stay in the moment. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that definitely must be important. Um, yeah. And that, and then my last question is uh, who would you want to hear us interview to get you to listen to like the next one? Oh, uh, I don't know. There's so many great coaches. I mean, <laughs> try to set me up on this one. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many great diving coaches. Like I said, that, that are in the junior scene and the college scene. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking uh, if I, off the top of my head, Dave Parenton. I mean, Dave, Dave is this crazy, you know, guru of sports where we'll be at practice and he'll just be like, Hey, do you know who took third place at the Olympics? you know, in the 80 and 70, like, I'm like, wait, wait, Dave, like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you even know this? He's like, oh, I remember watching this video and, and he just studies film and he just loves the sport. I mean, he's, he's had, you know, 35 years, I believe of like coaching uh, and being a part of the sport from being an Olympian himself to coaching Olympians. I mean, he's got so much knowledge in the sport of diving uh, and so much like history in his brain uh, that he just, there's always a story. Like every day I can come and ask him something, there's a story of like this Olympian or this location, this pool or something crazy. Uh, and it's always something good and informational. Yeah. He, uh, we, we definitely, he said he would do it after kind of the Olympics and everything settled down and, uh, I, I said it to Aaron, we were at, we were at zones for in Tennessee and you guys ran an awesome meet. And uh, my athlete went to camp with you guys like the week prior to get on the boards and just dive there. Yeah. And Dave had to be one of just the most genuinely nice people I've ever met. Like there's no way Dave remembered me from getting my butt kicked by you three <laughs> monsters. <laughs> and he came up to me, he's like, Heath. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, just wanted to say congrats on getting the clarion job. I sent the, the former coach here. His name's Dave Rovat. He goes, I sent Dave a congratulation on his retirement. And I'm like, how do you know my name? And he's yeah. just like, you know, your athlete did so good. This is what she worked on. And he, every day, he, I don't know if he did it on purpose or it was just how, no, yeah. And that's, and that's Dave. I mean, a hundred percent, like you said, genuine. I mean, like literally yep. just one of those down to earth, good people who could totally brag about, you know, being one of the <laughs> best coaches in the nation and yeah. like totally could be on that pedestal, but he's not yep. like, hundred percent humble person. That's like, look, like yeah. you want to learn, I'm going to teach you some knowledge. Like, come on yep. in, like anyone, doors open all the time, you know, it's, yep. it's great. So, uh, bef before Aaron kind of sends us off, um, two things. One is, uh, for our listeners, if anybody's looking for a diving job, there's a college coach opening at Bryant university. So if they're interested, hop onto their website, email their head swimming coach, and they'll get you the info. And two is just Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, I know from talking with you at the coaches social, uh, you know, I know you're really gunning and hopefully you can be the head coach one day at uh, the university of Tennessee. And I promise if, if that day comes when that press release happens, I will be jumping up and down for you. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and hopefully we can, we can have you back on and you can then answer that. What's it like coaching at your alma mater as the head coach. So that's the goal. That's the goal. I'll keep the fingers crossed, but you never know. You know just just going to hey. keep my head down, keep working hard. I think your, your journey has, has always led to good things because of your work ethic and no matter where you end up, I'm excited to see what you do. It's going to be big things for you. It.
I appreciate that. You know, honestly, you do. For sure. And uh, what we always like to do here, Mike, is uh, as a thank you for coming on, I'm going to send you a free T-shirt. So I got two questions. What color do you prefer, navy, charcoal, or black, and in what size? Ooh, I'll take that charcoal. Charcoal. Uh, All right. Extra large. Charcoal XL sounds good. I'll get your address off air, of course. But uh, <laughs> any anybody else listening out there, you can feel free to go on to cowingrobards.com. That is my family's business. We are selling diving pod t-shirts. T-shirts are 15 bucks. Hoodies are 30 bucks. They're super soft. It'll be your favorite t-shirt to wear. Um, wise, you know, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up. We are at the diving pod and our Gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com. If you have any follow-up questions for Mike Wright, we'll send those over to him. Hopefully get them answered for you. But uh, other than that, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time.